2: Time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN.
0: Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go.
2: Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Jeremy Rutherford covers the blues for The Athletic. He is our blues insider here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How are you doing?
1: Good morning. You know how good the show is. You know how I can tell as I was so engrossed uh, listening to the Nolan interview and, and the comments you guys had afterwards that uh, I didn't realize I was coming on. I'm just <laughs> driving down the road. I'm driving down the road. OK, what's next? What do they have next? And you guys said, hey, we're going to talk blues. Oh, that's me. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, what did you think of that performance last night? John Kelly said that uh, he thought that was one of the blues best performances of the year.
1: Yeah, they, they brought it in a number of different ways, and Craig Bruby said it uh, afterwards. Just really love the four check, the reloads, uh, the tight gaps. I mean, that's everything that they've been looking for uh, for a while here uh, to play that way consistently, and they've done it now back to back games. You know, I really like that four to one win over Vancouver the other night, too. So, granted, you know, it's the same opponent, and it's a non playoff opponent. Uh, you know, still fighting a little bit, but uh, I think it's two good performances back to back. And you look at the, the goal scores, seven different goal scores in the 4-1 and 4-3 victories over uh, Vancouver. And like I said, spread out last night, power play goal, shorthanded goal, good 5 on 5 play. So I think uh, Craig Ruby and everybody have to be happy.
0: Uh, JR, including a goal from Walks, also known as Nathan Walker, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nay-dub.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, fine. I'll, I'll we'll call him Nay-dub for this exercise. But <laughs> another thing we talked about with John Kelly is just every time Nathan Walker gets an opportunity, he seems to make the most of it. And John indicated that he thinks that the Blues should give him a chance to play on a nightly basis. Do you think that's something that they're considering?
1: Yeah I would they have to they really do don't they I mean 6 goals in 11 games I think he's had with the Blues this year and uh, 3 of them came in that hat trick earlier in the year uh, but, he, you know, he's undersized, but he gets the job done. He's probably so tired of hearing about being undersized. Look, earlier in the year, uh, the Blues tried and used Dakota Joshua. You know, they have McKenzie McEachern in there now. You know, they've tried other parts looking for some identity on that fourth line. Well, maybe that identity is a guy, Nadeb who scores <laughs> and, and plays well. So I know the playoffs are going to be different. You're going to want to, you know, get guys in there and, and lay some hits. And, you know, the pressure is going to kick up. For sure it is. Uh, but I think the play that we've seen from the fourth line with uh, walks in there, Dub, has uh, been really good. So as far as it goes right now, I, I don't see a reason uh, to keep him out of the lineup.
2: JR, when you get comments either on Twitter or for your mailbag at The Athletic or comments on your stories, uh, do you think, because I kind of do, that we are underrating Justin Falk as well as he's played. And I know he's gotten a lot of accolades for the way he's played, but I think that he's better than we're even giving him credit for.
1: No, I think so. Uh, you know, I've read you know, a variety of comments, uh, you know, some early on, obviously with his first year in St. Louis, uh, very critical. Uh, I think he's definitely turned that around and and maybe not to the point where You know, people look at him as a great player in St. Louis, but I do see a lot of compliments of uh, Falk and and his play. And, you know, talking about, uh, you know, laying hits and, you know, Justin Falk isn't really undersized, but he's not a big guy either. But every night, I just looked at the stat sheet. Every night you can pencil him in for four or five hits. You know, he's always finishing his checks and playing that style of game. So to me, he just does a lot of everything. and, and, And you don't often talk about him being out of position or, or making the wrong player, Randy. So I think a lot of people have come around on him and, and see that he's a good player, but you're right, he probably does deserve a little more credit than he gets.
2: And there are a lot of times with defensemen when the best thing that can happen for them is that you aren't talking about him the next day. And you and I, we, we always go back to Bob Plager, right? He would go into the locker room and say, <laughs> hey, did you do anything that caused your team to lose the game? And if you didn't, then you were fine.
1: Right, and, and this isn't to single anybody out, but look at the Blues defense over the years, and we've probably been able to do that with a, a number of guys where it just seemed like you know, they were making the wrong decision, they were uh, out of position, uh, things like that. They were on the ice for a lot of goals that uh, probably shouldn't have been in the back of the net. And with uh, Falk, I mean, I'm just thinking back through this season, really thinking back through the past couple of seasons, and, and I can't you know, remember too many times where that's what you're talking about.
0: JR, another guy who got on the score sheet last night for the Blues is Robert Thomas. He can be such an X factor for this team. What kind of growth have you seen in his game?
1: just tremendous uh you know this year has been a huge year for him uh, number one staying healthy i know he did have an injury uh earlier uh but not to the uh you know effect of uh, the past couple of years where he missed significant time and and so uh i think his games develop because he's in the lineup and he's he's uh, getting a bigger role but with craig bruby and the coaching staff like we've seen with other players you know Barbashev being one of them you have to not earn it but when they give it to you, you have to do something with it. You know, that's the point that I want to make. And sometimes players are given uh, responsibility and they don't do anything with it. Well, you know, if the coaching staff puts you out on the ice for a key faceoff or late in the game, things like that, and a goal gets scored guess what you know Ryan O'Reilly's going to be out there next time that situation comes around but Robert Thomas has won those big faceoffs you know he, he's made plays down the the, the stretch in games uh, to help the blues win so that builds uh, trust confidence and and he's back out there so uh, to me everything and and you know you don't have to look much further than the fact that he's on that penalty kill, and he's in a chance to score a shorthanded a goal last night—a huge goal uh, for the Blues—and and, uh, you know maybe they don't win without that goal. And and, and so the trust that they put in in uh, Robert Thomas is a big reason that was uh, on the board last night.
2: Jr. The Blues have a back-to-back tomorrow night and Saturday. Another back-to-back next Friday and Saturday. And then they have one in May as well. Do you think those are the only times we see Bennington for the rest of the season? Is I guess not not into May. Is it possible that we only see Jordan Bennington a couple more, uh, yeah, three more times this season? No, four back-to-backs. You know,
1: yeah, you know, it's funny. As soon as you said the word back-to-back, I was like, this is a Bennington question. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a Bennington question. Yeah, because, uh, you know... You look at the past couple games, and and you thought that Bennington was probably going to get one of those. That's what the Vancouver did with their situation. Uh, but uh, you know, last night six out of seven for uh, Billy Hsu in net, that, and that's uh, eight out of ten. So they have definitely you know made their decision at this point as to who their guy is. And and you look, you know, how can you fault them? These four points against Vancouver were huge, and you get all four of them. And last night, what happens? I mean, you're you're ahead in that game. There's a minute ten left. The Blues leave. Uh, I think it was Tanner Pearson open in the slot, and Huso comes up with maybe his biggest save of the night. You know, right. does that save get made with uh, with Jordan Bennington in there? You don't know. So they're they're going with uh, Huso right now, and Randy. At this point, I don't know how anybody else could tell you that the Blues are going to do anything different um, than give Bennington perhaps just the back to backs. And you know, I got to study the schedule. Uh, maybe there's another start in there somewhere. But it looks like it's going to be 90% really who's so down the stretch.
2: Yeah, the back-to-backs are the 1st and 2nd, the 8th and ninth, the twenty. 23- Uh, the 16th and 17th and then the 23rd and 24th jr one last thing later on we'll hear bk and ferrario i put it on twitter last night you're a cap guy so you can give me your personal ruling on this and there is no hard and fast rule it's kind of like a baseball unwritten rule what is the age limit for wearing a cap backwards for
1: a man
0: (laughs) Mm,
1: good question oh man you know what uh I got to say and I I am guilty of it every once in a while and I'm mid 40s but there should be a cap on it. Um I I would say 40? Like when you hit 39 mm-hmm. that's probably about the end of it. What what do you guys think?
0: I don't know. I think it's all about how you carry it. I think you can wear yeah, whatever I mean, you want as long yeah. as you have the right energy. I think
1: if you aren't in the hip hop
2: industry, I think 30 is the
1: number.
0: 30? 30? Yeah. Okay. No, that's ridiculous. 30? 30s for What about young.
1: the uh, let me ask the ask you this cuz sometimes I'll grab a hat and uh, you know I can't I can't fold the bill and, and curl it up a little bit so it's flatter than I want it mm-hmm. to be. Is there a limit on on middle-aged guys wearing flat bill hats?
2: There should be just a limit altogether on wearing flat bill caps.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think if you if, uh, In
2: fact, there should be a ban on flat bill caps. If
0: you wear a flat bill <laughs> cap like a personality trait, that's a problem.
2: Unless again, you're in the hip hop industry. Yeah,
0: but if you do it every once yeah. in a while, no big deal. It's like but... when,
2: when me and Kiwan and Murphy were hanging out. I was wearing my cap backwards. I was in, in my fifties, but I'm in the hip hop industry, so I'm allowed. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. uh, that's great. Yeah, I want to see Randy in a flat bill.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too.
2: <laughs> that's next. Jr. Always great to have you with us. Thank you. All right, thank you guys. See you, brother. That is Jeremy Rutherford, our blues insider
1: from the Athletic. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online. It's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.
0: When you think about
1: something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else.